it went away. Hey, welcome to the B Team Podcast. My name is Justin, and I am joined today with Milosh as we go through these hello. advent calendars. Hello, hello, hello. And we have John with us today to talk about Christmas movies. Yo. And they'll let anybody in here. Good afternoon. <laughs> yeah, same to you, <laughs> sir. Um, so uh, we are here today to talk about Spirited, the new Apple Plus movie. Uh, right? Apple Plus, Apple TV Plus. I don't know. Whatever it's called. It's Apple. I think it's um, technically Apple TV Plus, but we'll give you that one. Apple TV Plus. Okay. Anyway, so... Uh, yeah, so that is the new 2022 film uh, starring Ryan Reynolds and Will Farrell, And it is a new take on A Christmas Carol. It's not really the normal A Christmas Carol take you would see when somebody tries to remake it or something like that. But it puts a nice uh, modern spin to it, I guess. Um, I didn't really look at the rest of the cast list, so I don't know the other people's names. I do know that Judy Dench is in it, though. She makes a cameo. The only other people, um, the only other people I noticed who were oh, Tracy yeah. Morgan. Tracy Morgan Tracy does Morgan, the voice Morgan, of uh, Christmas yeah. well, Octavia Spencer as well. Yep. Oh yeah, Octavia Spencer. Yep. I didn't yep, recognize plays, anybody else outside of those four in the Judy Dench cameo, like you said. Um, yeah, um, Octavia Spencer uh, plays Rose, Rose, uh, Rose Byrne or whatever her name. Oh, is. she was in the very beginning. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. right. Yeah, I thought she, she was in the yeah, the person looked familiar. Which okay. I was honestly when it when it started with that. So like in the beginning of the movie, it starts with um they're already in the progress. They're already in the process of like trying to redeem somebody, like, like they do with Scrooge and a Christmas Carol. Um, and I don't know, like that whole scene, like she she's like a a Karen, which I think her name is Karen in the in the movie. Um, who like hates like the. Who hates the like neighborhood kids, like you know, playing sports and ho- ice hockey and stuff outside of her house and everything like that, and tells them to get off of her lawn. And uh, she joins in on the fun because she has now found the yeah, now she has found the new Christmas spirit. And um, honestly, at that, I was like, mm. I was like, I don't know, it was a little cringy at times there at the beginning. But uh, I think it eventually found its footing. Um, what? Uh, so I think I think it's a solid idea. Like as far as you know, because yeah. Christmas Carol is a timeless classic in a way. Pretty much everybody knows it. You know, Scrooge and three Christmas ghosts and everything else. So it's like the fact that they didn't just remake it. And you know, they took an idea that's been tried and true in a way, and actually did something different with it. And, you know, it's kind of far, you know, they made it a musical, so it's like, mm, okay, but it worked. That's, you know, I can't say, like, I'm pleasantly surprised by it, but, like, generally, I actually quite enjoyed it. Okay, and nice point. Um, Yeah, not to get all, like, Scrooge on you, but, like, I generally, I generally either hate or just completely disregard most Christmas movies. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. So uh, the main reason my wife and I wanted to see this is we started seeing the ads around 
And we were just like, oh, uh, Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell. That looks interesting. Okay, I don't know that I've ever seen those two do anything together before. Um, and just for context, this was a uh, – this did get a short – it might actually still be going on right now. It did get a small theatrical release in some places too. Um, I think one of our local theaters had it at least. Um, yeah, but we did, uh, I was there too. Um, I think yeah. it came out on like the ninth or something. Yeah, but we did watch it at home. We were not dying to go to a theater again after Black Panther. Oh, okay, so so it uh, it released in select theaters on November eleventh, ahead of the streaming release on November eighteenth. Right. Okay. So, um, I just based on the the trailers and the promotion and stuff, I just figured, oh, this was going to be you know. I didn't even really get from that stuff that it was a, a version of a Christmas Carol. I thought it was just a Christmas movie in general, right? Mm-hmm. Because the, the trailers were very selective in what they showed, so mm-hmm. I almost had no idea what any of this was. And then we we sat down to watch it uh, um, on Thanksgiving, actually, uh, just because you know I'm I have the next four days off, so we figured why not and. Um, so we were just doing that, and you know, as you said, you get the opening scene, the thing where the ghosts are like doing the haunt thing on Rose Byrne, and she's like, she is like the stereotypical Karen and stuff, as you said. And I almost kind of had that like, oh shit, is this going to be another boring ass remake of a Christmas Carol? Oh no, and and then. You know, you realize very quickly that it's a that it's a musical. I mean, I think the movie itself pretty much calls it out. And I, you know, I love musicals personally. I was a choir kid all four years of high school, so you know, that's kind of hardwired for me. Um, and I really did enjoy the the musical aspects of it. And I think it, rather than just being a straight out uh, uh, remake of a Christmas Carol, which I feel like has been done a million times already. This took the basic idea of that and sort of uh, twisted it in a couple ways that were really interesting to me. Um, and I ended up liking this way more than I thought I would. Um, looking at my overall list for the year, this came in a, like out of the 45 some odd 2022 movies I've seen. This came in at a solid like 15, which I never would have expected for a Christmas movie. So there you go. Well, that's really high. I think I, uh, I think mine is somewhere around there. I think I think I maybe put it at like eighteen, eighteen, something like that. Um, I think I've seen yeah. about forty-ish movies as well, and I, I think it's somewhere around there. Um, anyway, so let's do a little bit of a quick uh, plot summary. Um, won't be too much, Luigi, because mm-hmm. you know how I get. I tend to forget things and I start to ramble. So, um. Uh, I- I think so we all be, do that. Half of mine, or yeah. half of mine, you go through like half of the plot, then we just digress into something and we never go back to it. Exactly. <laughs> so basically, the gist of it is, is that uh, Jacob Marley um, has this whole setup thing that he's been doing. It be- it's become a corporation of redeeming people. Well, should I? Um, should, can I? Can I just add so, real quick? Can I just add real uh, quick? I think at the be- at the beginning of the movie, they're trying to hide the the direct Scrooge ties because he's, he's never called by his full name. Well, okay. Yeah. So Jacob is a, they call him Jacob all the time. Yeah. So they don't really say Jacob Marley, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, his name is Jacob. Um, at, at the beginning, 
And um, so there's uh, Will Ferrell, who plays the Ghost of Christmas Present. Um, hold on, I just had her name. Um, oh, I missed that Sun- girl. Sunita, Sunita, Sunita Mani, who plays uh, Ghost of Christmas Past. And then Tracy Moore does the voice of Christmas Future. I didn't catch the guy who actually plays him. Um, but well, I think it's all CGI. Well, there was yeah, no actor. Yeah, yet to come, whatever. No, I actually have a guy named Lauren Woods. Yeah, because he was Lauren he was in it at actually, the end. What was it? Because you know Tracy Morgan's not that tall. <laughs> well, yeah. They actually had the guy under the thing. And then, uh, anyway, so, yeah, so uh, that's what happens there. Um, and so now what they're doing is since they redeemed Rose Byrne's character, now they're setting it up on the day after Christmas to uh, find out who their next quote-unquote perp is going to be for the next Christmas. So they started going through some of the possibilities. They, apparently they spend a whole year doing research on this one person in order to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, I, I thought that was, was kind of funny how they like, yeah. you know, do all this like research to recreate everything. Um, I kind of so, yeah, like, so put... like how the whole thing, and obviously we'll get into what like Ryan Reynolds does for a living, but like, I kind of liked how the whole thing was just sort of reflective of a media company. I thought mm-hmm. that that kind of like subtext of it was hilarious. Um, and I was I was a little worried at at first that it was going to be a little too topical, but um, but I think I think they did well with that though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, well, I mean, I think they wanted. I I wouldn't be surprised if they wanted this to kind of be, even though it is modern, right? They want yeah. this to kind of be like a timeless movie where, like, yeah. if Apple keeps this on their service for you know the next ten years, you can go back and watch this again in like twenty twenty five at Christmas. And not be like, oh, there are the hundred references to stuff that happened in 2022 when this first came out, which instantly dates it. Yeah, because there's, there's always going to be division for something. So it's like, right? You know, it's not, it's not like you know, division is just a 2020 thing. You know what I mean? You yeah. Know, it's it not like they call it's, it's not like they called out division caused by the orange guy or mm-hmm. anything. You know. Yeah, uh, Milo, you were gonna say something. Uh, no, sir. Oh, okay, my bad. Anyway, um, so yeah, so they they decide on this. Um, I believe he's a hotel manager or the owner of the hotel in Canada. Um, that they want to uh, redeem for the following year. Um, he's a very kind of douchey guy that like you know really bemoans people. Like, uh, they showed like him. Uh. You know, putting down one of their cleaner janitor guys, like right in the middle of the floor of the lobby. You know what I mean? And it's like, you know, he didn't like it that they were cleaning the lobby while there were people walking around there. You know, almost like a honestly, that kind of seemed like a little bit of a Disney thing where it's like, you know, the actors and everything are supposed to use their underground tunnels and stuff instead of winning the magic of the park or whatever. I don't know if that's what they were going oh, for. Oh, teenagers floating around, yeah. Yeah, so okay. I, I, that's that's what that kind of reminded me of, but um, anyway, uh, in the meantime, Will Ferrell's character notices Ryan Reynolds walking around being super douchey, 
And so then he follows him over to one of the um, conference halls, and it's a whole convention for the national, uh, like real Christmas, Christmas tree, tree Christmas tree growers, that's right, Christmas tree growers of America or something. And um, so they, uh, you know, they they were talking about how all their sales have gone down because people are going to fake trees instead of real trees. You know what I mean? And so then he comes in and he's this hot shot media guy from New York City who he's they a, paid millions of dollars. Guy. Yeah. Um, they pay millions of dollars to come over here. So they guys talk about how much everybody hates each other and how this side hates them and them hate this side, and how you need to cause division in order to get get anything done. And uh so he essentially makes like because- a, a PR uh, a PR stunt where uh, it's the Christmas tree growers versus the fake tree buyers, and so that becomes like an Amazon, online baby. media. Amazon's the enemy. Mm. So let me let me say real quick. I thought that first song that he does was hilarious. I just oh. love that. <laughs> and a he's a really good singer, which I was not aware of. Um, mm. I'd never heard him do anything like that before. Um, the other thing is, I kind of, I kind of read it as like a subtle commentary on all that war on Christmas bullshit, mm. which I thought was quite, you know, that that might be one of those things where it does kind of take a side a little bit in in doing that. But I just thought it was hilarious. I mean, mm. I don't know. I don't think it gets too much in the weeds of that, but. Um... I mean, I, I can see where you're coming from, though. It does, it does kind of do it a little heavy-handedly, but I don't think it comes off too much on one side yeah, or the I other. I mean, it's not. I don't. I don't think the movie itself is taking a position on that. I think it's just like calling out, like, "Hey, isn't this kind of dumb?" <laughs> like, and so, uh, so basically, what comes down to is that um, Jacob and all the ghosts go back to the uh, little workshop thing they have, their little hideout, and uh, basically say that you can't redeem this guy who Ryan Reynolds plays a guy named Clint Briggs. Um, You can't redeem him because he's unredeemable. And they keep alluding to the fact that there was an unredeemable person that they had done before, and it worked. And they said that that was a a once-in-a-lifetime thing, you know, that it can't happen again. And so, um, but like Will Farrell's character is really going for it, really pushing it. That was actually and, my first uh, inclination that uh, he might actually he may actually be Scrooge. It was like, yes, hmm, yes, yeah, I was didn't... unredeemable. I was like, that'd be Scrooge, and I was like, wait, he's Scrooge. Well, I I didn't think he was. I I figured they were talking about Scrooge, but I didn't think he was Scrooge. Um, no, I I didn't get that either. I just kind of yeah. thought like Scrooge is the ideal that they're all looking at, and mm-hmm. I didn't think that. Well, that I was get... no, like that was my first connection to Scrooge, like because mm-hmm. I mean it it is a you know a reboot or a recast of Christmas Carol, so like they, you know, and they were going like I mentioned for a different twist and everything, so, like mm-hmm. and they brought it up like the whole. You know, they they did that before, but only once, and that was like almost got away from them. And I was like, "Hmm, that that would be a Scrooge reference." And I was like, "Okay, so, hmm, yeah." 
Well, once I once I found out it was about um like a Christmas Carol and stuff like that, I thought they were gonna go more on like the Scrooged uh territory of it rather than like you know any of the classical stuff like storytelling of it and stuff like that. Which it kind of seemed like they did lean a little more towards that, talking about the media and. You know, stuff like that, because Bill Murray's character as a TV producer and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, but yeah, so, uh, anyway, so they, uh, so they finally get Clint as the guy they're going to be redeeming. And so they go to work, um, trying to recreate the aspects of his life for like the past scenes and stuff like that. They go through, they make these diagrammas of, you know, um, of everything that, you know, his life course and people who are connected to him and stuff like that. Um, and then, uh, I think this is around the scene where we get, um, they visit, uh, so it gets to be December again. And, uh, his niece comes to visit him because she wants to run for class president. And, um, his brother is taking care of his niece because his sister died. Um, and so he has, uh, 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 Olivia Spencer's character, uh, go and do Oppo research. Get her name right. (laughs) Octavia Spencer. I feel like we should get her name right. What did I say? Olivia. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Octavia Spencer. Um, to do oppo research which means like you know research on the op- opposition um it's short, yeah, and, short for opposition research huh it's short for opposition research it's a political yeah. thing yeah. Um, yeah and um and so anyway um yeah so she does this on like a 13 year old kid for class president of their sixth grade or whatever. Um, and then she kind of realizes that maybe this is something wrong that she shouldn't be doing, but then eventually just does it anyway. Um, because, you know, she needs her job more than her morals or whatever. And he, and actually Will Farrell's character, who is unknowingly around all these people because they can't see him because he's a ghost, um, suddenly appears in front of her and she sees him which is something that has never happened before. And so his character ends up becoming uh, quite smitten with Octavia Spencer's character. Um, And so, yeah, so that, that's another thread that will follow throughout this movie. Um, And then also um, the, the class president thing will also come back into effect near the end. Um, Mm. So anyway, they, uh, so they go through with the rest of the research and they're getting ready to start it. Um, Jacob, who comes in as the the start of it, which you kind of realize at this point, once he's dressed up in the outfit and stuff, is Jacob Marley. Yeah, you got um, the chains and shit. Yeah, and all that. the chains and the bricks and the stones and whatever, you know what I mean? And he's doing, oh, there will be three ghosts and stuff like that. So, um... <laughs> And then, what, you like that? And, no, uh, I, thought, I thought that was great, where, like, he keeps trying to do the Jacob Marley speech, and Ryan Reynolds just keeps interrupting him, like, what's going on here? What the hell is this? Yeah, <laughs> yeah which is, is very Ryan Reynolds-y, but also that part, I was kind of like, I liked it, but at some points, I thought it went a little too far. Like, I'm like, yeah. all right, all right, like, 
like, I get that you're, like, trying to, like, be, uh, like, a doubter or whatever, but, I mean, come on, we gotta, we gotta get somewhere with this. And so yep. then, uh, so then they send in the ghost of Christmas past to bring him to his past. So they go to his childhood bedroom, and she comes back early from the trip, uh, because she just, uh, banged him <laughs> in his childhood bedroom because she's been smitten with him the whole time. Yeah, there's a whole uh, there's a whole joke with the ghosts about how hot Ryan Reynolds is, and like yeah. she just the 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 female ghost of Christmas past is constantly just like, yeah, can I uh, get in on that somehow? And I actually liked <laughs> the bit the bit that I liked was not necessarily the the banging stuff, which you don't see, but it's all just sort mm. of implied. But like when she first shows up and he's just been through the Jacob Marley bit, and he goes. Is it okay if I like shower before we do this? Because I feel kind of gross. And she was just like, "Oh yeah, shower. Go ahead, do that." And then she suddenly <laughs> was like, "Oh yeah, no, we probably shouldn't." <laughs> and, yeah, and then even the HR lady was later on on time was like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, 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 like... rules." <laughs> yeah, by that yeah, point, so... the the previously annoying HR woman is all in on it. Yeah. By then, yeah. and uh, um. And so anyway, so she comes back early, and so then they have to send in Will Ferrell's character of Christmas Present to do both past and present. And so then, mm-hmm. of course, now this is where the, the movie actually really kicks into gear, because this is when you get Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds together. And I thought they were fantastic together in this movie. They were awesome. I, I want to see them in something I, else together. Yep, I thought they played very well off each other. And um, yeah, it was just it was very good from from this part on. I thought the movie had kicked it up a notch because before it was like, okay, okay, this is set up, and yeah, right, they're kind of whatever doing their thing. But then it's like now it's like they're working off of each other, which is where Ryan Reynolds shines is when he's working off of somebody, not just kind of being the dude that just does it. You know what I mean? Um, Yeah. Anyway, so um, so they're going through that, um, and so they go through, uh, you know, his childhood bedroom, and then they go uh, after the childhood bedroom. To that bedroom, mall where, he, where the where the is That's right. where his girlfriend uh, breaks up. With oh, him. No, no. Well, first, 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 before they get to the mall, they get to him working for his previous job, where he meets um, the girl. Um, Nora, he meets Octavia Spencer. Yeah. Yeah, and then, and then yeah, he they go the, to the mall. Does the Jerry Maguire speech? Yeah, crazy. and then right, because he's then, the whole thing was that like he worked for some company where that it was it was like a PR company, but the guy he yeah. worked for had like more integrity than he does, and he wasn't willing to do some of the scummy shit that the Ryan Reynolds character is. So he just walks because he's like, oh, I can go, do, you know, you have a, th- I think he quits and the guy says, you yeah. have a non, you have a non-compete. Well, well te- technically, technically the guy fires him. Um, and then, you know, um, he kind of quits while he's fi- being fired. And then, yep. yeah, the guy says that he has a non- non-complete cause and clause. And he's like, well, you're not really going to go after me for that. Blah, blah, blah. Because you know, all the shit I can bring out when I take all your clients with me. So you're not going to do that. Mm. Yeah. And then he brings uh, Octavia Spencer with him um, to become the vice president of the new PR company he's going to start. And um, then 
then we get to a, a scene where he's uh, at the mall, uh, which has a Sephora that didn't have a Sephora before because uh, the ghost of Christmas past, present, and future is sponsored by Sephora. Um, and they have an endorsement little... deal. Yeah. yeah, they have an endorsement deal. <laughs> and uh, so... Um, we should get an endorsement deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is endorsement material. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, so he, uh, so then he ends up, his girlfriend ends up breaking up with him because of the way that he's like reacting to his sister. Like, uh, I guess she's tried to get pregnant and tried to like hook up with guys or whatever, but eventually she just ends up, you know, going to the thing and having her inseminated. And stuff like that. So she's going to have her first child uh, through yep. in vitro insemination. And uh, yeah, he's not like all that thrilled as everybody else is. And, you know, kind of yeah. doesn't really call her a future bad mom, but kind of like is like, oh, you know, you know, what do you know about this? Blah, 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 blah. And then Nora just goes, you know what? I'm just done. Like, you know, I thought I could change you, but I can't, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. so she leaves. And then from there, they go to, because I know. Now, can, we, can we just stop here for a second? Yeah, now, for me, this was the moment where this was the moment where I don't know if this is how the movie is structured. Like, this is the moment where you're supposed to figure it out. But like, this is the moment where I realized exactly how much of a shit bag he's supposed to be. Because. Mm. Yeah, to me, like same. this, like this is the thing where, like, you know, I kind of got the thing. You know, like, I kind of, I could kind of see his end of the thing with the prior job, where he's like, you know, yeah. we're not taking this as far as we could. We could be making a lot more. You know, what's the problem with this? This is what we do. But like the idea that he would go, and you know, they're in public for one, and the guy has no tact whatsoever, and um, the fact that he would go and have this like not necessarily a confrontation with the sister, but like that he would go out in public and humiliate the sister who they've told you up until this point, like was the one member of his family that he actually loved and was like, you're going to be a shitty fucking parent. Like, whoa, <laughs> yeah. like that was my moment where I went, yes, this guy really is, you know, like there's, there's, there's way more, uh, there's way more token things early on where you're supposed to go like, yeah, this guy is a scumbag. But like that moment where he's like telling the sister, you're going to be a shitty parent. I was just like, whoa, he really is a piece of shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, but uh, was... at the same time, they did give you the background for it. And they actually showed you, you know, him as a kid and everything else, you know, getting. Yeah, that's, that's true. But I mean, I can't. And I like guess you, you have the background, but it's not just. You know, kind of have his reasons for it. Yeah. But then you also see him going like really through extremes where he was like, you know, he started off as a kid here and like this is where he got. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. He really, and I think, yeah. But you would, you would think, you would think that, you know, with, with what they showed in his childhood, which um, I kind of skipped over, but they did show uh, a scene where, you know, his mother, quote unquote, got him a dog for Christmas. But basically left the door open and he opened a a box that had a dish bowl in it with Sparky on it. And um 
the door was left open. So she tried to say that the dog ran away through the door and oh, oh well, there's no more dog. And then the sister is like defending him and like standing up to the mother talking about how like if there really was a dog, you'd be out there looking for him and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, she kind of yeah. really shows like a like not really like like a motherly type of role as like the older sister. So you I would, would kind of think a normal person would be like, oh, yeah, you, you know, the way that, you know, you were kind of like a mother to us when mom was, you know, a shit bag. And it's like, you know, but no, he does like the opposite. He's like, you know, yeah, I kind of you thought you're going to be a good mother. Yeah, you know? I kind of thought like the whole thing with his character was that he was a total piece of shit to everyone except her. Mm. And then like yeah. she would be well, yeah, the that's one. That's why it actually goes like shit on her. That's like, yeah, that. Whoa. That was why I, because I, I thought the whole thing was going to be because early on we know she's dead. I thought he would be the, she would be the one person that he would look at like she was a saint, basically. And mm. that, you know, then when they show that moment in the flashback where he's shitting on her just as much as everybody else, I was like, wow, this guy really is garbage. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, the, I was also kind of confused by the whole thing with the dog because are we supposed to believe that? The mom was just dumb and let it out, and it probably ran off or got killed or yeah, something. There was no dog. That's there there the was no thing. dog. The whole point like, was the whole the thing was, mom was like so bad that she didn't. The whole thing was the whole thing dog. was that yeah. The whole thing was that she made it seem like she got him a dog for Christmas, but then was like, oh, you know, looks the like ran away. the dog ran away. So I guess we don't and have it's a dog your fault because look. you left the door open. So, so yeah. is the whole thing like she bought the dog bowl to fuck with the kid, or she was yeah. such a schmuck yep. she forgot yep. to buy a dog? Yep. Yeah, no, 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 so no. She, she bought the dog mom, bowl. So she just the, bought the bowl. Would, yeah, that's real. Whoa. Okay. Yeah, I just yeah, thought yeah. it was so like. That's, so that's I where thought, I just thought it was supposed to be like she bought the dog bowl, and then she was well, such a schmuck, or she was a drunk, or she was a drunk or something, and she forgot to buy the dog. No, I didn't realize the whole thing was like a scam to like fuck with the kid. Like, yeah, which yeah, I mean, you see... his sister explained it right there. She was like, you know, and he still went out looking for the dog that doesn't really exist. Mm. So he's like, oh yeah, that's wow. Okay, and that's and that's kind of where you you set the the foundation of why he is the way he is because he was raised by somebody who's like that. You yeah, know what I mean, and you know, he tries to he tries to give an excuse at every at every turn. You know, where you're supposed to like realize things through the throughout this whole like. Christmas past thing. He has excuses for this. He has excuses for that. You know, he has an answer for everything. And um, so then that's when uh, he goes, you know what? We're going to bring you to the kicker. And that's when they go to um, his sister dying. Um, so his sister had cancer, I believe. Um, and yep. so basically it's a scene where he goes to the hospital and she's going to ask him to take care of her daughter because she's pretty much at the end and she needs to start making some plans and he doesn't want to or doesn't think he can or whatever and so then they end up pushing it on to his younger brother who is kind of an idiot and yeah, screw up and doesn't really have his life together um, yep. but is like super nice and caring and stuff like that and cares about people even though you know he's not really you know the brightest bulb in the box. Yeah, he doesn't. Uh, he agrees to it without hesitation. Really, yeah. compared to, and I will give them credit here. This was another spot where I, where I thought I knew where it was going to go, 
and I didn't where mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be like the star Lord thing where like they literally would go to the hospital and, and you know, the, the sister was like minutes away from dying and he doesn't want to face it. So he runs out. It was yeah. more just like they went with the angle of like, you don't know exactly how much longer she has to live at this point, but it was more about like, where's the kid going to go? Um, mm-hmm. And he just refuses it. Cause he's like, no, I I'm not the kid type. I'm too way too, self-absorbed to deal with that you know and he even admits it but like i give him credit for like oh i was literally just going like oh this is gonna be the the fucking star lord thing and he's gonna end up one of the big things he's gonna carry is like she died and i wasn't there because i didn't have the guts to deal with it you know and they and they don't do that it's more just about like he didn't want to raise her daughter because he thought he was too much of a too much of like a self-absorbed piece of shit to do that. Mm-hmm. Well, it was also more of just showing how irresponsible he is. Yeah. And how immature he is, even though you, from the outside looking in, you would think he is mature because, you know, he's successful, he has his company, blah, blah, blah. But really, deep down inside, he's just immature and selfish and irresponsible. And yeah. he still refuses to take any kind of blame or anything like that. So, so Christmas pa- uh, Christmas present goes off script and brings him to his past, which his past is he no, was well, there's, there's, a, there's a point that you're skipping before he goes to his past. What? That's where uh, Ryan Reynolds actually goes behind the curtains, finds oh, the yeah, door, yeah, 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 yeah. and actually yeah, yeah so, into the room so and they, finds the, you know. Before, yeah, we so get into, before we get into that, though, can we bring up another point of my confusion that I meant to bring up earlier? And sure. I think we need—I think we need to throw out the whole retirement package thing too, um, because there's oh. a whole there's a whole side thing about you know Will Ferrell's been doing this Ghost of Christmas pre- Christmas Present thing for a while. They refer yeah. to it as I think they say 46 seasons or whatever, whatever that means. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you have—I guess when you do this for long enough and you do it as well as he was they give you the option of what they call a retirement package where he can stop being a ghost and he will go back and live on earth again. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. um, not, not point, as his, not as his former self, but he, he gets to like basically create a new identity and live on earth. Yep. So at the beginning, he's almost thinking about doing that because he's kind of bored with it. And he yep. wants to, and he wants to go back and live a life again. Um, but uh, you know, so I just I forgot what I was going to say about this. Um, shit, let me think for a second. Um, it'll come to you. It'll come to you. Yeah. So like, I guess I was confused by like, because he says, oh, this is what my point was, where I was just kind of confused by you know, and I hang up on weird little things in movies. I get that, and. TV shows like that. That's a running theme of this show in two years. We can pretty much acknowledge that I hang up on weird shit. Um, well, but, we all hang up on weird shit. Like, yeah. I mean, you know, some of the things I but hang they, up on. You know, but you they kept saying that like, he, had, he had been dead for 200 years, but he'd been doing the ghost of Christmas present thing for 46 seasons, whatever the hell that was. So, yeah, like, so yeah. that, that's basically 46 years because the seasons yeah. are like every Christmas. Okay, so yeah, they did say that he didn't spend his entire time as a ghost doing that. So yeah, I guess that makes sense. Okay, so yep. Yeah, so you brought right. up well, before that. 
So before that, he was in research and like research and development or something like that. So yeah. he wasn't like a ghost. He was like one of those people that was like running around, like helping them and like, you know, setting things up and stuff like that. So he had to work his way up to being, uh, you know, the ghost of Christmas present. Right. Okay. Yeah, that makes more sense now. Okay. Because an, open, an opening came up because the other guy retired. And so right. an opening came up and so he decided to take it. Right. Okay. Yep, yeah. That makes and sense. so, yeah, so I, sorry, I, I completely forgot because I was focused more on Ryan Reynolds thing. That well, I completely only because the retirement, about, the, the, yeah. the retirement package thing becomes important later. So yep. if you don't explain it now, it's kind of bizarre. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So anyway, so the retirement package thing is where, like, as John said, you know, he can choose to become a, a human again and you know live life on you know modern earth and so there's like this like pocket watch that he can grab and he decides not to grab it at the beginning and um but that also leads into the whole octavia spencer thing and him having kind of a crush on her and it all kind of builds up because you know he he wants to he he basically wants ryan reynolds to not be irredeemable because he needs like a challenge at first you think it's because he needs a challenge but as it goes on it's more because as we find out now after ryan reynolds goes behind the curtain sees the whole operation goes into his office sees the whole research thing that they do then um goes to christmas present decides to bring him through one door to show him a different past which is his past as ebenezer scrooge and he was the one that was irredeemable. And so well, now... The, the thing I find funny is they don't even give you that right away because they present mm. it as like a kid knocks on Scrooge's door. You mm. don't really see who the, who the Scrooge person is. And I think at first you're supposed to think, oh, he was the kid, right? And then eventually they show you, no, he was Scrooge. Well, I think... I think- well, I think I think he just goes there. Like you, obviously, when you go back there, you know you can tell it's Scrooge and like that yeah. part of uh, the Christmas Carol. So right. I think at first you're supposed to think that oh, he's just showing, you know, who this person was and what he became from the original story because Ryan Reynolds thinks it's all fake and everything, which he's trying to show that no, this is real and it all really happened and blah blah blah. And so, I mean, I guess you could think that he's supposed to be the kid, but it's not too long before Scrooge opens the door and clearly he's Will Farrell with a bunch of makeup on. Yep. Like, yeah. So I, I kind of got that right away. And when I saw Will Farrell as Scrooge, I went, Oh, that's, that's a, that's a good twist right there. I said, I would never have thought that he was going to be Scrooge. I thought they were just going to go back to like, when they redeemed Scrooge, but uh, but yeah, so I, I was like, oh, I mean, he, goes, right. he plays off of a point where you know mm. they did bring up the fact that they already redeemed an unredeemable mm. once. Yep, and you have from the beginning, which I mean, we kind of stuck to Ryan Reynolds side of things, but mm-hmm. when you you know when you do look at the whole Will Ferrell side of things, like he did try to, he wanted to retire after you know redeeming Roseburn and whatever and you know they staved him off retirement with the whole you know he, he just he post uh, goes high or whatever 
those job high, you know, you, mm-hmm. once we find you know, new target, you go back into the swing of things. And but it's mm-hmm. like they play off the whole like he's questioning himself. He's trying to figure out if you know if what he's doing is what makes him who he is and stuff like that. Yeah. That's you know he even has a monologue where he goes like after and he picks Ryan Reynolds as the guy they want to redeem. Like he sees in that character parts of him and like there's the whole question of like you know if i'm really redeemable you know it's like and he needed that's why he needed yeah. ryan reynolds character to be redeemed because like that, yeah well that, that well that know, part like, doesn't come there's so yeah, for that, me. yeah but that that part doesn't come though until after all of this because he does he does the song they, about that's, that's yeah, but that's yeah. He does the whole song, but the yeah. whole thing, the whole point is like from the beginning when you're paying attention, like you can see all those, you know, they building up to it. At no point did they just spring it on. Well, to yeah, like, clear, clearly they're you building kind of up say to like, it. Oh, where's yeah. this coming from? But like er, early on, it's kind of literally from the beginning. Early on, it's kind of put a. It's not like early on the Will Ferrell's dilemma is not anything having to do with the Scrooge bit of it. It's more like he's kind of questioning at that point after they redeem the Karen person, he's kind of like, are we doing enough here? Like you spend a year to redeem this one person. And it's like, does that have enough effect on the world to really do that much? And he sees the Ryan Reynolds character as like, Hey, this guy's in charge of a media company that has it, you know, with the with the kind of shitty stuff he's doing has an impact on the entire world. And if we can make this guy better, what will then that it'll have a then it'll have a ripple effect? You know yeah, what I mean, so and first, the ripple effect will be much larger because yeah. of the reach his company has is kind of the idea early on. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe you're seeing things that. We didn't see Milos, but uh, I yeah, brought, I I, I, I'm trying to. Yeah. I'm, I'm beginning to. See. <laughs> to see that I think I might have grasped some things that you guys didn't. No, I think I think you're yeah, right, but I think I think the stuff that you're pointing out comes in later when he, after well, that's, the, that, that's the thing. I later on they actually paint you the full picture of like this is yeah. what we're building up, and then it's like oh now everything kind of makes sense. So now and yeah, but like, then, then retroactive stop, like from the beginning, yeah. so the the thread is there. Yeah, but you follow but, the movie, from even the though beginning, like they clearly focus on Ryan Reynolds, like everything that will fair, and I think that's what makes this movie as great as it is. Is is the fact that I actually like it. It's building up to like from the very beginning, it's setting up everything that's happening later, and it's like they almost seem to do it in such a minor way that you can almost not see it until it actually happens, and then it's like, oh. No, it makes yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah, I think this. I think this movie will do a lot in repeat viewings. Where like, not to put it on the same level of something as like the the Sixth Sense, but like an effective twist like that with the Scrooge thing. You know, you can mm-hmm. you can if you go back and watch it again, you might be able to find things that you weren't thinking mm-hmm. about the first time you sit yeah. through it that yep. speed that yep. early on. You know, um, so yeah. I mean, yeah. So, so, uh, so, yeah. So, basically, we get this whole like uh, musical number in the past where you know they talk about like 
you know, good afternoon. Like I said, you know, it's yeah. uh, it's like a basically like a fuck you type of thing. Yeah, they basically sell the, they basically sell the phrase "good afternoon" as the ultimate British curse word because it's yeah. like yeah. the way that you. It, it, a lot of it has to do, I think, with the you know, because I think even Ryan Reynolds says early on, like, how would that be that? And then Will Ferrell's like, well, it just depends on how you say it. Like if you. <laughs> You know, and I thought that whole song was hilarious. Again, like yeah. I, I will credit you know because I was kind of nervous. Like when it when you first figure out that it's a musical, and then it's all like original songs, and I'm like, you're trying to follow this stuff as they're doing it, and it's not like established stuff. Like sometimes I, I think these musicals sometimes when it's not like clearly like a known thing, like the Hugh Jackman Lame as Rob movie and whatever. If it's if it's a newer musical i always kind of get nervous when it's all original shit because like i'm sitting there trying to follow the lyrics and stuff while it's going on but they do a really good job with these these songs in here i mean this i mean for a comparative like this song is basically this movie's version of uncle fucker and it's really funny um and I mean, I again, I had no idea Ryan Reynolds could even do that. And the two or three yeah. songs he gets are really fucking funny. Um, mm. yeah. You know. And speaking of the songs, like I, that was my big like knowing it's a musical and knowing the, you're gonna get original songs. I was like really nervous as to what you know how they're gonna turn out. But it's like for the most part. Yeah, they're really catchy and they're really. They good. were all really good. Yeah, I was very yeah. impressed. Honestly, the one I liked more than than that Good Afternoon one was the next one, which is the um, Irredeemable one, which I thought Will Ferrell did a really, yeah, which yeah, I thought Will Ferrell did a really good job with that because it's not something you normally see with him because that was a little more of a. I don't want to say dramatic because this isn't really a dramatic movie, but it really was more of a like, you know, him trying to show like emotions and stuff. Yeah, it had which, it had more it had more emotional weight to it, which yeah. than than the Ryan Reynolds song before it, which is basically him just mouthing off for mm. ten minutes. Which you don't yeah, mm-hmm. which you don't really see uh Will Ferrell doing a lot of movies. You know, except when he's trapped in a glass case of emotion, you know? But, right. uh Anyway, uh, yeah, so basically at that point, um, he decides to take retirement. And so he grabs the watch from, uh, from, well, because uh, you kind of skipped the whole whole, uh, ghost of Christmas present. That was all the past. Well, I think the thing that we kind of blew over is like, because he, because Will Ferrell takes Ryan Reynolds into his own past, which you don't mm. normally do, Jacob freaks out on him and goes like, what are you doing? We're, you know, yeah. you're not supposed to do this this way. What are you doing? And you Will Ferrell, so, yeah. And Will Ferrell's so committed to like, you know, and this is the, this is the first moment where I was like, oh, there has to be, cause you kind of mentioned already Milos, like there has to be more to this than just, mm. you know, him just wanting to do his job because he seems with re- the Will Ferrell character seems like really committed to, to doing this for some reason that we don't really know at this point. And he's willing to like, he takes the retirement package cause he's just, he's basically just like, okay, well, if you're not going to let me do this the way I, I feel like I need to, then, then I'm out of mm. here. Um, 
basically the part that I kind of skipped over was that then once once he kind of gets yelled at for not being on script, he brings uh, Ryan Reynolds back to the the story of it, which he keeps screwing up still because he keeps questioning the whole thing. And then now that he knows he, he's Scrooge, he's like, why don't you retire? Why don't you retire? This, that, that. So he keeps pestering him while he's trying to do his job, which is showing uh, Nora being happy with kids. And then Ryan Reynolds is like, what makes you think I want to be happy with kids? And then, you know, so it kind of goes through like everybody in the present. And then eventually they get to um, Christmas yet to come and, you know, tries to say that, you know, he dies there, you know, um, you know, working, working to death. But then he's like, can we backtrack for like two minutes? Just because there were there were a couple things I really liked in there, like the thing that you sort of said about how, um, you know, he shows the ex girlfriend with a husband and a couple kids, Mm -hmm. and he goes, you know, and Ryan Reynolds is just like, wait, why did you think, like you said, why did you think this would matter to me? Like I feel like this is more what you want, you Mm -hmm. know. And one of the things I liked about this movie is not only does it, not only does it take the tropes of a Christmas Carol and kind of turn them with all the way they present it, but also like you have the characters actively looking at tropes and going, well, this is bullshit, Mm. you know? And like, that's one of the things I kind of liked about it where like uh, the Clint character turns to Will Ferrell and says, I think you want this. This is not what Mm. I want for me, but you know, clearly this is something that you're into and you clearly have a thing for my secretary or whatever the hell she was. Mm. Um, So like, maybe this is what you want. And then I thought the moment of, you know, the moment where maybe you start to see that he realizes how much of a shithead he is, is like they show, you know, they, they go back to like a Christmas party that he was throwing, which they say that he basically throws a work Christmas party on Christmas Eve in like the ultimate act of douchery where like none of his employees can be with their families or whatever, but his brother's there and the brother that he's largely treated like garbage the entire fucking movie, right? And his brother defends him to a bunch of his employees because he's like, mm-hmm. you know, you don't get it. Like, we were raised in a really shitty situation. And he did the best that he could with that. And, like, you kind of have to be – maybe you should be a little more understanding to that. And I kind of went – and you can see Ryan Reynolds' reaction to that where you could tell maybe he kind of goes a little bit like, yeah, maybe I am kind of a dick. Like, he doesn't actually say it ever, but, you know, I just thought those mm-hmm. were some some cool moments in that that, you know, I, I kind of li- – like I said, I kind of like how this this movie, like, actively challenges these tropes rather than just kind of subverting them a little bit. It's it's literally, like, actively calling out, like, kind of how stupid the entire trope of the entire original story is. Like, Well, it's not even, it's not even just, like, the trope of it, but it's just, like, also calling out um like what you what everybody considers to be like a successful life yeah i mean because like everybody says oh you know being married and having kids and having you know a house and blah 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 like that's the dream that everybody wants but not everybody necessarily wants that for their life you know i I also really like the fact when they're in the past and they're in the bar and uh ryan reynolds basically asks him like yeah after the 
after you were rede- redeemed by the ghost, what was your life like after that? And he basically says, yeah, I died three and a half weeks later. Mm, and yeah. and there, there wasn't like, I expected there to be some like drawn out thing. Like you would see him in a bed, like dying or whatever. And, and there's just a very simple joke of like, Will Ferrell says the leading cause of death back then was January. Was January. <laughs> I thought that was great. <laughs> yeah. I know. I laughed at that one. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but then uh but then anyway so we uh you know we get to like you know christmas future and stuff or christmas yet to come whatever the hell it's called and um he you know sees his gravestone and is like oh 93 not bad you know what i mean and yep. he's still not taking it seriously and so then that's when you know he kind of he basically kind of convinces at this point will ferrell to retire and so then will ferrell kind of realizes that he's not getting anywhere with him and you know all this stuff is what he wants and so he decides to take the retirement package and so they both end up in his uh in um uh brian reynolds's apartment um right in his bed (laughs) and um you know has him like scratch his back and stuff like that and he's like Indoor plumbing. <laughs> he gets all excited about indoor plumbing, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna shower once water. a month." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> one time, New York. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, that was a fun so, bit. Yeah, so then, so then they get dressed up and go downstairs and um, go back down to that party that they had been at, where uh, you know all the workers were talking shit about Ryan Reynolds and everything like that, and so then they come around the corner. And there's a guy dressed up in an elf costume, which yep. I thought was hilarious. Yeah, and that's he's literally like, the costume from he's, Elf, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. He's like, he's like, you look so stupid. <laughs> Will Farrell <laughs> does to him, and he's like, what do you mean, boo? And he, like, wants to like start a fight with him because he looks like a stupid elf. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you know, so then uh, then they come across um, Octavia Spencer's character, and so he says his name is like roberto c fisher or something fisher or something yeah he, he's and, basically trying to make yeah. up a name on the spot and yeah. it ends up being really dumb mm. or no he, the, the, that was way before that that was when she first sees him he has to come up with that oh yeah name. yeah yeah that's right that's right that's right yeah 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 so that he came up with that name like when they first met him and he's like oh roberto and he's like oh yes roberto and uh, you know he has he has one of Ryan Ryan Reynolds suits on, which doesn't fit him at all. <laughs> He's about right. to burst out by the seams and stuff like that. A, hey hey um, hey! It's a European fit, all right. It's, yeah, it's a European <laughs> fit. Yeah, he buys all his clothes. Those are resident European, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, the two of them, the two oh, of them yeah. leave the. I am German. <laughs> yeah. And so the two of them leave the party. They go and they kind of walk around the city and everything like that. And then she kisses them. And uh, yeah, so there's like a there's like a nice, nice little scene where it kind of kind of shows like, can she be redeemed as well as, you know, Ryan Reynolds' character? And I think it kind of shows like the ripple effects where, you know, was it was uh, it that or was it or was it? Will Ferrell's kind of whole thing of like, if I am alive again, am I just going to do the same shit I did the mm. first time around? Yeah, which I, it kind of it kind of goes into a lot of things. It's 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 Will Ferrell, um, especially that one because that that little song that they do, it's a play on her uh, view from up here song that she does earlier, 
Right. And she's having like a cha- like a guilty conscience about the kid and the oppo research. Um and uh so it's kinda like, you know, her talking about like a possible future with Will Farrell's character. At the same time, Will Farrell is, is hoping that he doesn't repeat the mistakes that he did the last time he was human. Right. And so it's kind of like uh, you know, it plays into that if he can be redeemed as well as she wants to be a better person too, because she feels like she's become like an awful person working for Ryan Reynolds. And yeah. she just doesn't have the guts to stand up to him to tell him that, like, you know, you know, tell him the truth about what she thinks. And so um you know that so that's a nice little scene, and then you know, then Octavia Spencer kisses Will Farrell, and um, then uh, I think this is when uh, is this? I'm trying to think what comes next. I think this is then when they get to um, you know, finding out about the uh, the video, and um, well, we should mention too that the oh, the that's right, that's right. The, the opposition the, research the, was that. You know this kid, this kid that she's running against for class president, uh, mm-hmm. took a video of like himself uh, with his parents serving food at a homeless shelter, and mm-hmm. um, he, you know, the idea is that he posts this thing of like, and he is supposed to be like a really nice kid. Like even the even the niece says that when they're yeah. trying to come through this, yep. figure out this campaign of like how do we destroy this kid? She goes like. Yeah, but he's really nice. Do you really want to do that? Um, but he posts this video of like, oh, dragged with your parents to a to a homeless shelter to serve food to homeless people. Gross. And mm. so then, uh, yeah, so that's basically what the fuel. And he, for the- and he posts it and he posts it and he quickly deletes it. But as we know, nothing ever disappears online. So even if you right. delete it, you can find it. Right. And so basically they give her this video that she can use to kind of, you know, get people to hate them. And so she refuses to kind of do it. And so this is where, and so I messed up the whole Christmas of yet to come thing. So this is where Christmas of yet to come comes in because now it's his turn to show him what comes next. And so one of the things that came next was that um, she did end up sharing the video while the uncle and her are ice skating. And then eventually the kid ends up killing himself over it because he starts getting bullied online and people start like, you know, saying all kinds of things about him and everything like that. Kind of like what you see now in modern, you know, Twitter and Instagram and shit like that. Um, And so then, you know, it's basically all her fault that she she feels like, you know, it's because of her that he killed himself. And so does his family and so does everybody else. And so he doesn't want that for her. And so that's when he kind of comes to his senses. And then also, um, there is also a little funny scene that's there where uh, Christmas get to come, kind of picks him up and like throws him against his grave. He's like, you made my friend quit. You've been Christmas Carol, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, yeah, so that part is funny and stuff like that. But then it's like, so then he decides that he wants to stop her and that he hasn't really fully redeemed himself, but he wants to stop her from doing that. So that way she doesn't ruin her life. And so, uh, so now him 
uh, Will Farrell and uh, Octa- uh, him and Will Farrell are like racing to get to her before she can, um, you know, share the video. And then it comes to find out that Octavia Spencer already um, intercepted it and told her not to share it and not to use it. And Octavia Spencer finally comes to her senses and tells Ryan Reynolds that she quits and that she hates him and hates her job and everything like that. And feels like she's crossed the line. And so she finally gets the courage to say that to him. And in the meantime, Ryan Reynolds already believes all of that. <laughs> so it's, he's so like, it's not like, you're not, okay. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but he's not fully redeemed yet because now Will Ferrell is waiting for the redeem part of it. Like they did at the beginning of the movie with the, uh, Rose Byrne Karen thing and nobody shows up. And so then they leave and, you know, they're walking down the street and they're talking about being friends and being bros and stuff like that. And then, um, so Will Ferrell decides to um, that, you know, um, he, you know, he feels like he's a failure because he wasn't able to redeem him. And so now he doesn't think he can be redeemed. And so now he goes and like basically throws himself in front of a bus. And then Ryan Reynolds runs out there and like pushes him out of the way and like basically gets hit by the bus. But right before he gets hit by the bus, it's paused. And that's when Jacob. And the ghosts and everybody come out and they do the whole redeem thing because now he's been redeemed because he was able to sacrifice himself for somebody else and, you know, uh, sacrifice himself for a friend. And so there's this whole song and dance thing. But then you come to find out when everything goes back into motion that uh, Will Ferrell, I mean, um, Ryan Reynolds' character dies because he actually did get hit. Yeah, because he actually does get hit by the bus. And and they're like, ooh, they're like, oh, you you don't want to see what happened there. Um, so you know, you don't know what he actually looks like, but then you see him kind of standing over his body. Um, and then he sees his sister again, which is a very emotional scene. Yes. And you know, kind of tries to get him to walk to the light. And then he goes, actually, you know what? And then you know, he ends up becoming uh, the ghost of Christmas present, and he ends up. Uh, hooking up with the ghost of Christmas past and um, uh, Will Ferrell and Octavia Spencer, they end up having uh, kids kids, and um, kids and a house and everything like that. And then, um, you know, uncle Clint gets to come and see them, but he can, but he can, he can be seen, but then he becomes like, you know, transparent or whatever when they like try to run through him. I think, he's he's like, like, ah. I think he can control that because he actually does yeah. hug Octavia Spencer. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, that's why he gets up and he's like, ah, I love and doing he that. He moves around with the kids. He's like, oh, we'll yeah. get some every time. I got to say, I got to ask, how, how, how familiar are you guys with uh, Will Ferrell's SNL work? Uh, I'm pretty familiar with it. I had I a mean, moment of, of SNL um, really wasn't that big here, so yeah. I'm kind of familiar. I had a moment of, of, and I don't think Corey got it because she's only really been watching it since I've been living here, which was well before, well after Will Ferrell was on that mm. show. And yeah. when he was building the like playset for his kids, and he was like yelling at one of them, like, "How am I supposed to do that? Well, the screws on the ground." And I, I just immediately ripped off with. Get off the shed! And Corey was just like, what? Why is... Huh? What? Because that was like the first big thing that he did 
on SNL that got him a lot of notice. There's like this whole sketch mm-hmm. where like you just see him in a yard with his wife and he's like staring off into the distance and you, and you can tell he has kids, but they don't tell you what they're actually doing. And he just keeps screaming like, get off the shed, get off the shed. <laughs> and it was like the first thing that he got really famous for on that show. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought that was a funny bit. I wonder if they were kind of mm-hmm. like intentionally calling that out to a degree. Yeah, see, um, I, I didn't, I didn't catch that. That was, was that was a good. Uh, a other yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that was a good catch because I didn't. I didn't even really put that together. Yeah. Um, well, it was a long yeah, time was, ago. He was on that yeah. show a long time ago too. Yeah, I, I know. Mean, it's been. I know. There's been a lot of. I was in college. A lot of sketches with him. Yeah, and, uh, I was in college. Yeah, that show. Um, you need more cowbell. Yep. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, what do you guys think? Like, I really enjoyed this, and I was not prepared to. And I actually kind of wonder, like, I almost kind of feel bad that this is not, this was not released to a, I mean, not to crap on Apple, but they're still fairly early in the whole Mm -hmm. streaming process. I kind of wish this had been released to a bigger platform so more people would see it. Because I I do think this could become like a modern Christmas classic in a way. Like I, I, as I said earlier, like I don't like a lot of Christmas movies. I could see this is one I could see myself watching every year. Um, mm. Yeah, know? I mean, so, I I uh, I just got a free trial because I bought a new TV, so it came with a free trial for three months of Apple TV Plus. And yeah, I before that, I, I had Apple. Yeah, no, I didn't, and I had no had no wish to get it. I don't have an Apple product. So, you know, it I can't I can't even download the app on my phone. I have to go through the actual browser to watch it. So it's kind of a pain in the ass unless I actually watch it on my TV in my bedroom. Yeah. Um it's kind of a pain in the ass for me to watch it. So um Do you have a PS4 though? Yeah, PS4, yeah. You can get um, it as a PS4 app, that's how we did it. Yeah, that's true. Um, but then I have to drag my PS4 around and stuff like that, so you know, because it's not in the it's not in the room that I was watching it in and stuff uh, like okay. that. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, but anyway, but was, yeah. Was, so it's I it's one really of those things. Yeah, so. but it was one of those things where like I wouldn't even have seen this movie if it weren't for that because I don't have a you know I didn't have it I didn't want it and stuff like that and um, but you know I'm glad that it ended up working out because um this was a really good movie. Well, it's. I shouldn't say it's a really good movie because I did I did have my problems with it at the beginning, so I'll say it's a, a so-so movie, I guess. Um, I'm, know, not I, I, speak, I'm not trying to on speak. A scale of, uh, one to seven. Uh, on a scale of one to seven, I put it at like a four. Yeah, I'm not trying to speak for you, but it seemed like you really enjoyed it once it got to a certain point. So, yeah, yeah, bas- yeah, basically, basically once once Will Ferrell and and Ryan Reynolds got together, like from then on, it was a it was a really good movie. But before yeah. that, like the first like what twenty minutes, twenty thirty minutes, it also is it, a little it, long. Like mm, I'm not yeah. sure something like this. Like and, you know, I'm usually a proponent of longer movies, but mm. I'm not sure something like this has to be two hours ten. Um, mm. Oh yeah, me could have been shorter. Yep, and I actually yeah, it could have been, been, been easily ninety been minutes. Down. Yep. I also, I'm kind of with you there too, Justin, in some ways. Like, I, you know, it was sold on 
you know, the, the Will Ferrell, uh, Ryan Reynolds interaction. And that's the reason I wanted to sit through it. Mm. And early on, like, I was just like, Oh, are they never actually going to interact because he's a ghost? Like, I just kind of felt like, Oh no, did they sell me on something that this is never going to do? Oh no. Um, yeah. I think, I think the problem is, is that a lot of times with, with Ryan Reynolds, if you don't pair him up with somebody right away, like the good thing about the, the Deadpool movies is that, you know, he has um the other guy there um to work off of right away. His buddy there that owns the bar. Driver? Yeah. Oh well and the cab driver. He has all these all these characters that he's able to work off of and then like, you know, uh Morena Baccarin and stuff like that. Um, you know, he, he has all these characters to work off of. Where yeah. at the beginning of this movie, the only character he really has to work off of is Octavia Spencer and She's not really in it as much to really have him shine, and she doesn't really have that. Like, she she can be funny, but she's not like a comedian. Yeah, uh, but like the, she, the dynamic you know. is different. Right. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a different yeah, dynamic. Not, so it's she's not there to trade barbs with him. She's there to like point out how much of a shithead yeah. he is. Um, yeah. So it's so it's 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 a it's a little difficult. At the beginning, all the stuff with Will Ferrell is pretty all right. Um, yeah. Even Will Ferrell. Sometimes Will Ferrell is a lot better when he's playing off of somebody because a lot of his, a lot of his great movies are like with him and John C. Riley, or like him and like you know Anchorman with like Paul Rudd and, um, uh, you know what's his face from The Office. Um, Carell. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, yeah. Well, no, yeah. Well, Carell. Yeah, I wasn't thinking about Carell. I was thinking about uh, what's his face there, the other guy. Um, but yeah, Steve Carell is also in that. I, well, I don't know why I blanked on Steve Carell being in Anchorman. Uh, but it happens, can't, you know. Can't can't, blink, can't 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 uh blink on Brick. <laughs> but uh, I I love I love Lamp. Um, but uh, that's a, that's one we should cover one day. Anyway, um, watch that again for that. Yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah, so um, he, he does a lot better when he's working off, like, Chris Kattan for, like, you know, um, uh, Night at the Roxbury, you know, stuff like that. Like, he, he works a lot better when when he's working off of people. And I, that's when they shine. Like I say, it's, it's when they're working off of each other because that's where they both shine. And, you know, so it's a little rough. Huh? You're right that it goes up to another level when they hit that yeah. point. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, yeah. so instead of me keep rambling, uh, yeah. So basically, that's why I say it's kind of a so-so movie because the first twenty minutes or so is kind of, uh, and then once they get together and hook up, it's a lot better. Um, Milos, what did you think? So uh, yeah, uh, the whole interaction between Reynolds and uh, Farrell was a big part of what drew me to the movie. But I gotta say, from like from the get go, from Riz Burn uh, scene, I was like, I'm actually quite interested in the way that the story goes, because that part of the plot, like I mentioned before, the the spin they took on the classic and put on a classic, which is the you know Christmas Carol, and uh, that that was like I like a well tailored plot, which I strongly believe this one is. Mm-hmm. And 
seeing how all the weaves that they weave and everything kind of came together at the end and how like basically yes i think the movie could have been shorter for like at least 10 15 minutes but i also think there wasn't really a much of a wasted space because even yeah. though they were short on main characters they almost went to a point to make sure that every main character that they used still has a backdrop still has a story and then the interactions between the actors actually made just kind of elevated the whole thing to a you know, something that was, like, better, I guess. But pleasantly surprised, I have to say. I thought it was going to be good, but I actually ended up liking it more than I thought I would. And definitely oh, enjoyed cool. it. I sang along to the songs and the whole thing, you know, laughed when, you know, the funny parts came up. But it's like, you know, all the tunes were catchy. I liked the songs. I had to bring that up. Like, you know, I didn't know, you know, the, with the original songs, you never know how it's going to go, but I really enjoyed it. And, um, and I, uh, I did take a quick look just now, um, at where it is on my list. It is actually, uh, for 2022, it is 22nd out of 42. So it's kind of in the middle of my list, but, uh, I mean, it's not going to crap. It is in the, but it was, you know, it's, it's a good one. It's a good one. Yep. I actually, I, you know, and I had to look at my top 10 and everything around it. And I, you know, at, when I was done with it, I remember I had a passing thought of like, holy shit, was that a top 10 movie for me? You know, like, I, had the same actually liked, I actually liked it enough that I had the thought process of like, that could yeah. be, I got to look at the list again. Um, yeah, same. Yeah. I was then in the same boat. Once... I was like, wait, is this a top 10 movie? And, you know, it's, it's really funny because when you look at, you know, I don't know, like, you know, a couple of months back, it's like, we didn't even know whether we're going to ha- end up having, like, 10 movies to actually put on the list, just because, yeah. you know, it kind of felt yeah. like it was a dry, dry season movie-wise. Just, yeah. like, nothing that was not, coming out was, like, as catchy or as top 10 worthy. I'm not going to spoil mine, because uh, we're obviously going to do that again this year, but my number one has not changed once it once it came out and I saw it. My number one has not changed all year. Well, neither has mine, and I think I think you guys. Well, know we that. already mine. We already know what we already know what <laughs> yours is. Both well, of you. I know. And Justin have the same one. Yeah, I yeah. know. I know. Everybody knows that my number one is you know, is home team. My number one is home team with, uh, you know, uh, what's his face the there? K- uh, yeah, King, King of Queens. Kevin James. Yeah. Kevin James. Yep. You know, everybody um, knows yeah. that one and Clerks 3 uh, in my top 10. So, uh, you know, mm. anyway, um, actually, I'm going to have to figure out what the rules of that's going to be because honestly, I have two stand up specials. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in my top movies. Because, those aren't yeah, movies. So, I like stand up so we'll Those to, don't count. Those yeah. don't count. But anyway, um, but back to Spirited. This is definitely one of those yeah. that you know. If you we, want, I wouldn't mind watching it again. Do we know? It has uh, the I re- forgot re- the rewatchability factor on it. I think is high. Yeah, oh, yeah. This will this will get into my rotation. I'll, I'll yeah. watch this next year. Um, but I forgot to look up look up what the director had done. Other than this, do we have any idea? 
Uh, let me go back oh, into that. I was just stuff. on the. Yeah. yeah, I was just on the. Sean Andrews, was it? I was looking yeah, at Sean it. Andrews. Yeah, Sean Andrews. He sounded familiar. Uh, hold on. I will look. Yeah, so he's done a few. Oh, uh, Hot Tub Time Machine. He was a writer on Hot Tub Time Machine. She's out of my league, which I really like those two. Um, Mr. Popper's Penguins, which I know the my Jim cousins Carey. were a fan of. The Jim um, Carrey movie? He, yeah, yeah. Jim Carrey one. He directed um, That's My Boy, which I was not a fan of. Um, he did the Daddy's Home, right? Uh, yes. He wrote and directed Daddy's Home and Daddy's Home 2. Instant Family, Spirited, and Horrible Bosses too. He wrote and directed all of those. Um, he okay. also wrote uh, We Are the Millers and Dumb and Dumber 2. Um, We're the Millers so good, he, Dumb and Dumber 2, not so much. Yeah, so no, he has no. he has kind of a he has kind of a mixed bag of stuff he's here. Got, but he's got most, a couple of hits though. I'll, yeah, I'll give most, most of it I you know this of those things, I would probably say half and half. I mean, I really like Hot Tub Time Machine. She's out of my league. Um, Where the Millers, Horrible Bosses. Oh, I like the Horrible Bosses. Horrible one, Bosses one. Two. Yeah. yeah. Um, Daddy's Home and Daddy's Home 2, which Daddy's Home 2 is a great Christmas movie as well. And uh, Spirited, you can add to it. I didn't, I've never seen Instant Family, so I don't have a, a thing on that. But, um, but yeah, you know, most of his big movies... I I enjoyed so yeah. um, you know I, I, I it really wasn't really wasn't anything with the writing or the direction I think it was just more of pace maybe I I think yeah. it was I think it was just Probably. the the choices of um the writing would have been great for other people who can kind of like you know like my biggest thing was is that they do better working off of people where um, you can really see it with Will Farrell. Uh, let's take his Daddy's Home uh, series. So Will Farrell is always working off of uh, Linda um, Cotterini, Cotterini, whatever. Yeah, Velma and um, Mrs. So, Hawkeye. Mrs. Hawkeye, yes. Um, and so he's always working off of her in the movie. Or he's working off of um, uh, uh, Wahlberg. You know, he's always working off of somebody. You know, it, he doesn't start the movie off like by himself, really, um, which is which is good. And he realized that. Um, you know, but the problem is, is that in this movie, he takes two guys who work really well off of good actors and kind of puts them alone with people who are not as like. I, I won't say not as high as an actor because Octavia Spencer can be a better better actor than Ryan Reynolds is, but um, not like uh, comedic. Doesn't really have the comedic chops, and yeah. so that that's kind of where it fell. Where if he wrote this and put somebody else in those spots, you know, it may have been a serviceable movie throughout the whole thing, but it may not have been as successful because these two guys had great chemistry together. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if any yeah. of that makes sense, but no, it does. It absolutely right. does. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's basically when you have actors who do a better job playing off of one another than they actually do with monologues, mm. you know, he shows on the final product basically. 
Yeah. Nice. All right. So I think, uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think we're pretty good here. Um, you know, yeah, we're, uh, at this point, um, we are into our advent calendar, which we've explained before of, um, how we're going to be doing these things. Uh, so hopefully you guys are enjoying these and it was nice to have John on one, uh, which I think he's only going to maybe be on the diehard one. Well, I'm coming uh, back for the Guardians thing too. Oh, that's but, right, uh, Guardians. That's right. That's right. We got to yeah. do the Guardians. Uh, and Guardians I special. are you guys doing? Uh, we settle on Love Actually, right? Yep. Okay. Uh, yeah, we're yeah. gonna be doing Love. You want to yeah, do that, one, do that one as well? Oh, all right, cool. Yeah. Hey, so I have John on a few a uh, few Christmas movies. You know, he's the self-reported I hate Christmas movies guy. So yeah, yeah. Die Hard, definitely. We'll have to have mm. the debate on that. Oh, uh, here's a funny one. And maybe, you know, when we were kind of letting out of the bag that we record these out of order and stuff. But um, yeah. uh, Corey's really interested in that, which at this point isn't out yet, that uh, David Harbour, uh, Santa Claus, mm. Die yeah, Hardy uh, type thing. Yep. And yet, Boy, night or whatever, yeah. And yet, she considers that a Christmas movie, and Die Hard <laughs> is not. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, well, maybe, I can, maybe uh, I can see, maybe, I can maybe, see how. So maybe Bruce Willis should have worn a Christmas suit, Santa suit, and then the <laughs> official well, that, Christmas movie. Basically, basically, that's really the only difference is that David yeah. Arbor is wearing a Christmas suit, uh, you know, yeah. a Santa suit, and you know, I think, I think that's the thing that gets people is that like, oh yeah, it's not like. You know, whatever, but like he's quote unquote Santa and he's wearing a Santa suit. So, like, that will get people to think that's more of a Christmas movie than Die Hard is because, you know, he's not like dressed for Christmas or whatever. You know what I mean? Right. It's, you know, and there's no snow on the ground because well, well, they're in California. We'll Die Hard being and, a Christmas movie when we get yeah. to Die Hard. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But, um, but anyway, so, uh, so this was a good episode. This was fun. Uh, it was unexpected addition to our little list here, uh, but I'm glad we did it. Um, yep. All right. So uh, we will reconvene for yeah. the Guardians one. Um, Don't drop so... off quite yet, but I'll, I'll stop this in a second. Okay. I'll stop and the so... here. All right. So we're stopping the butt. All right. Let me just... There it is. No, that's one. There we go.